So I have the distinct and unique privilege to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with John Paulson. John has been uh, a major investor in Greece. He has been a friend uh, of Greece. But above all, John combines what I call industry leadership with thought leadership. So his overall involvement with Greece has been very positive, has been transformative, and uh, it has been a long-standing presence. Uh, last year, we had uh, the, uh, the opportunity, actually he, he let us, we had to convince him to allow us to uh, present him with the Capitalink Hellenic Leadership Award, recognizing his commitment uh, and involvement uh, and contribution to Greece. So it is very fitting uh, this uh, year to have a one-on-one -on -one with him. And uh, the title of our discussion is called A Seasoned Investor's Perspective. Uh, well, John is seasoned in every sense of the word, but he's also seasoned in terms of his involvement with Greece. So I'd like to welcome him. John, thank you for being with us. Hey, thank you, uh, Nicholas. It's, uh, it's great to be here again, and uh, I want to thank you for including me in this uh, conference. Of course, always. So I have, uh, we have 20 minutes. I have uh, five, six questions uh, to ask you. I will start with the first one, the, the most obvious one. You've been uh, among the very first significant investors in Greece, and you have experienced significant changes in Greece and the world during all these years. Based on this experience, what do you think is different today and where does Greece stand in terms of prospects and outlook? The theme of our conference this year is looking ahead with confidence. Do you agree with this? Yeah, thank you, Nicholas. Uh, you know, Greece, it hasn't been a uh, easy process over the last uh, few years, but uh, from this point forward, I would say I am very confident about Greece's prospects. And the main thing that is different today is that Greece has a pro-growth government under Prime Minister Mitsotakis, who I believe is, is an exceptional leader. And some of the things that the government has done that are pro-growth are one in lowering taxes. We saw the dividend rate come down from 10 to 5%, corporate tax rate from 28 to 24%. But the, the tax benefits have not only been for the investor class, but also for the lower quartile. When he lowered the marginal rate on income up to 10,000 euros from 22% to 9%. So, uh, you know, these are benefiting all segments of the economy. In addition to taxes, there's been public sector reforms, uh, which encourage investment, uh, all pro-growth policies that will create jobs and increase living standards. So I think the, the attitude of this government is, is very encouraging, not only retrospect to Greece, but almost anywhere in the world. Now, we have to admit everyone got hit by the pandemic. Um, Greece was also hit and the economy will likely contract by about 10% this year. But with the vaccines now uh, coming, uh, we expect to see a uh, strong bounce back in 2021, especially in tourism by the time that uh, the, the summer starts. Uh, I believe the government has managed well through this crisis and has set the country up for, uh, for recovery. And one of the positive aspects, as you know, is that the, uh, we can't forget that the 32 billion of euros that will be coming to Greece as part of the uh, EU pandemic response fund 
And that will be a, uh, a game changer for uh, Greece. John, thank you very much. Um, going into the next question, it is a priority for the current government to promote uh, Greece's digital economy. What do you think is the potential there? I mean, the government has put a lot of effort and a lot of emphasis in it. Yeah, you know, I think that's a very smart strategy on the uh, government's part to turn Greece into a uh, tech sector. I'll give you an example. Over the last 10 years, the U.S. stock market value of new economy companies has increased roughly 10 times more than the old economy companies. So if Greece wants to grow, it's clear it has to focus on the industries of the future rather than the industries of the past. And just to give you an idea, there were two large IPOs in the US last week. One was DoorDash at 70 billion, and the other was Airbnb at 100 billion. Both these companies are under 10 years of age. But each of these companies, based on the IPO price, has a total market, has a market cap greater than the total market capitalization of the Athens Stock Exchange. So the fact is these companies can be started anywhere and they could also be started in Greece. So I think all the ingredients are, are in Greece to attract tech investments and uh, propel Greece GDP to new heights. Uh, probably the most important uh, factor that you need is the Greek population is relatively well-educated and entrepreneurial. And now you have a, uh, a supportive uh, government which can act swiftly with coordinated economic policy. And uh, the positive things, the new democracy government, again under Prime Minister Mitsotakis, has a uh, significant uh, digitalization uh, agenda. Uh, so we already see the government taking concrete steps to attract the investment. And the announcement that uh, Microsoft will invest 1 billion euros in Greece to build three data centers uh, is, is significant and proves you know, that Greece is encouraging and uh, supporting uh, high-tech investments. Um, Greece has also done a couple of other things, uh, uh, programs, which will not only encourage other types of investment will also encourage digital workers to relocate or repatriate to Greece through several tax incentive programs. Uh, one I find particularly attractive, I wish I could take advantage of it, is the non-DOM tax program. So if you've been a non-resident of Greece for seven of the eight, past eight years or have not been a resident of Greece previously, you can apply for non-DOM status. And as long as you reside in Greece for over half a year and make a uh, you know, relatively modest investment of a half a million uh, within three years, your global income will face a flat income tax of only 100,000 euros per year for up to 15 years, no inheritance tax. So uh, you know, it's an extremely attractive location uh, for wealthy uh, individuals or mod modestly wealthy individuals to locate to Greece and minimize their global uh, tax situation. They've also introduced something that's a kind of unique, it's called the Digital Nomads Tax Program, 
and that uh, if you are uh, employed uh, and have not been a previous tax resident in Greece, but if you come to Greece now, uh, you can reduce your income tax by, by 50%. So that encourages people, instead of leaving Greece as they have in the, pers- the, the past, the knowledge dream, to encourage people to come to Greece to work and reduce their uh, taxes and income taxes at the same time. Last thing I'll mention is the uh, tax treatment of uh, options. Uh, you know, if you if you have options as an encouragement and you convert those options into in, into stock and hold the stock for either 24 months or 36 months, you can reduce your capital gains tax to as, as low as 5% for newly established companies. So for you know, all these all these incentives together make Greece a very welcoming place to come back, start new businesses, uh, particularly in the uh, tech sector. John, this has been an extremely dense, I would say, uh, reply. Uh, You really uh, hit every point, and I thank you very much. Before going to the next question, I'd like to say how much I agree with you. Actually, uh, as you may have seen, we had a panel today uh, just on how Greece is becoming the Silicon Valley of Europe with a lot of the American companies that have already made investments in Greece, as we mentioned, and are intending to do more. And what I find personally very encouraging is the fact that not only the government, with Minister Pierakakis is spearheading the digitization, but also the general population is becoming a lot more high-tech oriented, because with the current uh, living situation, you have to be more using technology. There is no other way. So... Uh, but you went down the line on every point. Thank you so much. Well, you're right. If you want growth, you might as well invest in the fast growth, growing sectors of the economy. And the, the explosion in technology, it's not only occurring in Silicon Valley, but other areas. There's no reason why Greece can't become a hub for uh, tech investment and uh, growth. And that's what the government's encouraging. I think they'll be successful at it. We already have you know, plenty of evidence that it is working. Indeed. So let me go into question number three. With investments in Alpha Bank and Piraeus Bank, you are one of the largest private investors in the banking and financial services sector in Greece, a sector of key significance for the economy and the country. So what is your perspective in terms of the growth potential opportunities and challenges in this important sector? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Nicholas. Uh, I would say, you know, this has been a tough road for us. I mean, we invested early. Uh, didn't turn out quite as we expected. Uh, we invested again, then we got hit with the uh, pandemic. Uh, but at this point, uh, we do see the economy recovering, and we do believe investments in the financial sector are some of the most attractive uh, available. Uh, I think the pandemic has created some, some new challenges, but I think the banks appear to be managing uh, those challenges pretty, pretty well. The main challenge for the banks is still reducing the uh, non-performing loans from the past at a faster rate than they have been doing that. So as you reduce the NPEs, your provision expense comes down and then you'd have capitals to support a growth. Uh, so the government came up with the Hercules securitization scheme and that's proven to be a very useful tool to accelerate the reduction in NPEs. And all of the banks in Greece are gonna use the Hercules program to, again, accelerate the NPE reduction. And as the NPE stock comes down, 
the pre-provision income, which is relatively strong in Greece compared to European peers, that will drop to the bottom line, increase more, resulting in more in net income and robust returns on equity. And that will be attractive to all investors. I'll give you an example with uh, Alpha Bank. Alpha Bank is extremely well capitalized. There's a capital ratio of over 18%. And uh, they're already on the path of bringing down uh, the NPEs uh, and uh, you know, through the a 10 billion a galaxy securitization program. And uh, once it reduces its NPE to a single digit ratio, then the provision expense will decline significantly and the resulting return on equity should go to about the 10% range. So the, the advantage from an investor today, if you look at uh, you know, the average European bank with a similar return profile trades at around one times book. Uh, but yet Alpha Bank trades in only less than 0.2 tenths of a percent of book. So as the NPEs come down, pre-provision expense comes down, net income goes up, return on equity goes up, then the market to book value goes up. And today trading at one fifth the multiple of the average European bank shows you why there's so much potential uh, in the banking sector over the next couple of years. So that will continue to be a key area of focus for us. And we're quite bullish on the uh, potential capital appreciation in this sector. Thank you, John. Very, very optimistic and very realistic, actually, uh, analysis. Now, moving uh, along, you are also a major shareholder in AVAP, the water utility company. There is a big effort to restructure the utility sector in Greece and that leads me to ask you, in your opinion, what can be done to maximize the growth potential in this sector? After all, it, it, it's quite an important sector for society. Yeah, thanks for acting. You know, one of the attraction investing in Greece, you look at the multiple that uh, EDAP trades for, the yield, uh, dividend yield, and then you compare it to the, to the English utilities, and you got, you know, as much as three times upside if EDAP was to trade at similar multiples as its European peers. Now, uh, it turns out EDAP is a well-run company that has a long history of supplying clean, fresh water to Athens. Um, but it's important that Greek utilities like EDAP continue to invest in their networks and use their balance sheets efficiently. So what's lacking what needs to be done is that Greece needs to have a modern regulatory regime with an independent regular, regulator and a well-defined allowed rate of return on their regulated asset base. And that's what they're moving towards. And once they, once they uh, come up with the new regulations, and that's why the, the government is so important in the, in the investment outlook, and if then when if Greece follows the best European practices for European utility regulation, then the public assets will be maintained, and then the valuation should rise to approximate its peers, and that leaves substantial upside for Greek shareholders. And importantly, with EDAP, 61% of the uh, company is owned by the Greek government. So as they make these reforms, not only will the public shareholders uh, uh, benefit, but the Greek government as the largest shareholder should benefit as well. 
And in that sense, both the government and the shareholder interests are, I think, perfectly aligned in this case. Great analysis. And uh, your, your analysis exactly of the peer valuations is particularly relevant. And I think in the past, Greece was penalized from a country risk perspective uh, in terms of attaining those uh, equal uh, peer evaluations, but that's no longer the case because I think Greece today is viewed very differently. Anyway, going into another major topic, uh, corporate governance. There has been a big effort in Greece uh, from the regulatory authorities and the business world to improve corporate governance. This is an area where you're credited with having made a significant and positive contribution. So please share with us your insight on the progress achieved so far and why corporate governance has been important for you as an international investor in Greece. Yeah, it's absolutely important. And uh, the focus on good corporate governance, uh, governance is appropriate. And without good corporate governance, it's very difficult to invest with confidence. You know, if you're gonna invest in a public company as a shareholder, you wanna make sure that the, the governance is appropriate and that you're gonna be treated fairly as a shareholder. And there won't be inside benefits to directors or uh, other large shareholders at the detriment of the uh, you know, public uh, shareholders. So uh, if Greece wants to compete for investment capital, it must insist upon strong governance. And the, and the trend in that direction has been very positive. And we noted that the authorities are making this a priority and we welcome it. Now, we've been involved in this uh, important situation in the governance of uh, Piraeus Bank. Uh, you know, my partner, Alex Blades, is becoming a director of uh, the board of Piraeus and has is, is helped recruit, you know, uh, uh, executives of uh, international standing to, to join the board. So the first thing we did was recruit a uh, new CEO, Christos Megalou who uh, spent uh, you know, his career as a uh, partner and uh, managing director at Credit Suisse. And then we also uh, recruited a new uh, chairman, George Hanging Nicolau. He was you know, a PhD in finance from NYU, uh, spent his uh, entire career in the uh, financial sector, uh, including at major banks, as well as the uh, IMF. And you know, those are the two most important direct uh, executives. But then we also, uh, you know, brought in very accomplished uh, directors, uh, Karen Dubrock-Bach, who was the, uh, a former CEO of Dexia. And we got uh, David Hexter, who was a senior executive at Citibank. Arnie uh, Bergren, who comes from the uh, IMF. And then Enrico Cucciani, who was the former CEO of the largest uh, bank in uh, Italy, uh, in Tessa San Paolo. So, you know, we've dramatically strengthened the governance at Piraeus that should give confidence to uh, investors as well as uh, other public, public sectors. And we think this is effort, you know, has been worthwhile and is now showing through in uh, very strong uh, operating uh, results. So we're glad to uh, have made this contribution in addition to our uh, financial contribution in uh, Piraeus Bank. Thank you, John. And uh... That uh, leads me to the last question of our, uh, of our discussion. Uh, unfortunately, our time is limited. We could spend hours together because you have such a rich insight. We have seen uh, a big uptick in terms of foreign investor activity in Greece with interest and actually with activity spreading among many different sectors. 
So what is your perspective in terms of which sectors are the most attractive? And without putting you on the spot, if I may ask you, given all this discussion and the positive outlook, are you likely to increase your own investments in Greece? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I almost surely we will be increasing our investments in Greece public securities uh, next year. And we're already planning on that and where we're going to be targeting uh, at the current time. And it's, this interest is not surprising given the confidence we and other investors have in the uh, Mitsotakis administration. And I can't emphasize what a difference it makes to invest in a country where the government government makes sound economic policy decisions and welcomes investors. Uh, to me, the most direct and liquid way to increase exposure to Greece, Greece's economic growth story is through public uh, equities, including uh, bank equities, and this will continue to be our primary area of focus. But another area that's you know, very attractive, I think for all investors, including Greece, Greeks is the real estate market. And although, and, you know, after falling through the financial uh, crisis, Greek real estate prices have now started to rise and they've continued to rise even during the pandemic. And just to show you, you know, what happened in Greece is, happens all over the world. And by way of comparison, in the U.S. financial crisis, U.S. residential real estate prices fell by 31%, but have risen 63% from the trout. A Greece residential prices fell even more, 43%, but they've, they've only risen by 15%. So we think there's a lot more upside in the real estate sector, whether it's an individual home, hotels, uh, tourism assets, or uh, you know, other type of commercial real estate. That as the economy recovers, there'll be, you know, continue to be substantial appreciation in the real estate sector. sector. And that's, uh, you know, favorable for everyone. Let me just make one last point about uh, uh, investing in public equities. Greece is unique in that the tax rules are extremely favorable for investors uh, and especially for four small investors. I'll give you an example. If you uh, buy uh, public equities in Greece and you own less than one half a percent of the uh, outstanding shares, there is no capital gains tax. Uh, on the gains, that's uh, that's a tremendous opportunity. And if you exceed those limits, the capital gains tax rate is only 15%. So, uh, you know, I think there's, you know, looking forward, I think there will be substantial appreciation in the public markets as the economy recovers. And uh, those are available for everyone. And the uh, government tax bite is relatively minimal compared to other countries around the world. John, thank you very much. Uh, regrettably, we have uh, reached the end of our time. Uh, it has been, as expected, a particularly insightful uh, discussion. I can imagine the headlines that will be generated from our discussion and from your statements. Uh, but, you know, I, I place significant value in what you say because you have voted uh, with your investment. Uh, uh, you have been there for the long term. And uh, thank you for being a friend of Greece. Thank you for being a, a very significant investor in Greece. And of course, tremendously thanks for uh, having this interview. Okay, thanks again for having me this year. Of course. Take care now. Thank you. Bye -bye. I look forward to next year in person. Perfect. Take it easy now. Bye-bye.